Welcome to Moments with Deru podcast, season five, and I'm your host, Modoni. This is a space to inspire, encourage, and uplift you. You can join our community by visiting www.momentswithndero.com. Throughout this season, there will be a combination of solo and interview episodes where different thoughts will be shared, and I hope you'll grab a hold of one or two words and apply them into your lives. With that said, let's dive in. Today's guest is the founder at Tosse Technologies, which utilizes artificial intelligence, machine learning, and deep learning to unlock the potential of businesses. Welcome onto the show, Anesu. Thank you so much. So before we take this conversation deeper, what's your earliest childhood memory? Ooh, my earliest childhood memory is uh, in Zimbabwe playing football on the street. So we used to play football on the street. So we blocked this uh, both sides of the road. Okay, the place we lived, not a lot of people had cars anyway, but we blocked both sides of the roads and play football we would do that after school from 1 p.m to like 4 p.m and then we rush home to shower before specifically my mom my dad would come and watch but my mom would be like you need to be clean by four and then you go for prayers at church at six which was an everyday thing you'd go for prayers every day at 6 p.m wow so that's my memory football on the streets bare feet we didn't have shoes zimbabwe to kenya how did you come to kenya my parents were working in, my dad was working in Kenya since 2002, doing different jobs in finance. And uh, he also took up leadership of uh, a church called Joan Maso Chishanu from Zimbabwe in East Africa as sort of like their archbishop. Uh, that's the equivalent to normal churches. And he, then 2009, when I did my final A-level exams, the economy in Zimbabwe was terrible and we have the belief that if we come to Kenya, we have better opportunities in terms of uh, the economy was growing, schools were better, uh, no strikes in Kenya as they were in Zimbabwe. So 2009, on 30th of November, we were arriving in Kenya. So I grew up like um, like in primary, I was this guy who would get OAs, be number one in top of the class, you know, uh, high school the same. When I came to uni, I would... Uh, I remember the, the roommate and stud partner that I used to have then would then uh, spend a lot of time, oh, and the girlfriend was in the same class. So they would spend a lot of time studying and I wouldn't study that much. I would study just a little bit uh, and then I would pass. So having that high achiever uh, background where everything used to just work out for me, uh, then come to real life where entrepreneurship is just like throwing you down all the time. Uh, and then I get into a health situation. So what really, really scared the hell out of me is I learned that I had cancer in 2017, a week before my mom died of cancer. Wow. Uh, and one of the key things she told me, she knew, she's like, okay, uh, don't tell the family, they can't take it. Uh, you know, the whole year, man thing, be strong and you know as a middle kid also i was just like because i come from a family of five and i'm just like the third one opening up became not an option 
Mm. Like, I'm so sure if you were to go to people that I've dated, the one thing they'll tell you is like, we don't know what this guy is thinking. He doesn't explain himself that much. Mm. Um, it's only in 2019 when I, when I attended Landmark Forum that I actually was able to articulate how I'm feeling. And so it's more of like it's been a battle of now that I'm expressive, what do I express? So there's also this big fear of looking bad uh, or bad in people's images where you're just afraid to share exactly who you are because uh, you want to look good. You want to look like uh, this entrepreneur who has everything in order, this person who has everything in order. And the fact that my mom made me promise that I will not tell my family on time, I told my family in 2019. Wow. And it was a really shocker because they're like, you're not sick. I'm like, no, I have a tumor. It's not yet that bad, but it's there and it needs to be dealt with. And we caught it quite early. And uh, it even made it hard for me to death because then I would even hold back, like going with someone to like hospital. I always have these many reasons why not to. It's only uh, in September last year during my birthday when I realized why I didn't want to go with people. It had nothing to do with other people. Mm-hmm. It was just all me. And also it doesn't help that most people, uh, most people don't, uh, most people don't realize uh, that sometimes when you're having an internal battle, it's not about them. It's not about you doing something to them. Mm. So the conversation about someone actually going with me to hospital ends up being a fight because this person wants me to see these things their way. And for me, I'm trying to see things my way. So we are selfishly existing in our own universes, but then we're trying to enroll, uh, to enroll the other person and we're using a lot of force. Like for me, it's, it's been a battle, like just like, um, I've been sick, like, since six months ago, I've been really, really extremely sick. And uh, my health has just been deteriorating, migraines, uh, having episodes of puking blood, like, for a whole night, constant pain, like, in my abdomen, different procedures, because I had ulcers that were not healing, so I had different minor, minor surgeries or minor, minor, just minor things that happened, and during that whole period, I I realized that I was not alone. But part of the reason why I feel alone was actually my actions. Because I'm used to being there for people, mm-hmm. but I actually don't know how people can be there for me. So, like, one of the questions that everyone I always ask is, like, um, you're going through this, how can I be there for you? And then when you tell me you want me to do this, I'll then think around that what you want me to do and do more. But when people ask me, what can we do for you? I don't know. Like, literally, I just don't know. I, I literally just don't know. And so it's just like I'm having a battle with my health and at the same time I'm having a mental battle of, like, to understand what being around people means, being around family and friends actually looks like. Because... I don't want to lie, it's been crazy. And the last three months, my health just like dipped to an extent that in the last three months, I haven't worked. I have unfulfilled contracts. I have um, unfulfilled development scheme. I don't even want to talk about my shareholders. I have I've debts, company debts that still need to be paid. I've got rent here for the office. I have 
other things that were not paid because I couldn't meet my side of the bargain. And just last week, I got really sick uh, after a football match. So I went to hospital, spent the night there. And then a friend of mine comes to visit and she's just like, I can't leave you here. You can't be here alone because you're sick. For me, I'm feeling like I'm cool. Mm. And then it's when I come to live in her house for like the last one week that I actually just realized, oh my God, um, this is what I've been missing. Not fancy big things like let's go for your checkup together. Here's money to go to a hospital because I have people who can do that. But just being told, hey, sit down, pause, relax. We got you. Like uh, if you're in pain, we'll do whatever needs to be done. If it's food, we do whatever needs to be done so that you can be in the right space. And it got me thinking differently about my sickness. Even when I was agreeing to this podcast, is it was uh, it was it was it just became like I don't know. Like feels like I've been holding back not only uh, from um, from the angle of I I'm afraid to tell the story, but just realizing that. I don't know why I don't want to tell anything about what I'm going through. Like, I just want to have a positive image. And it's interesting. We all want to have a positive image. But I think the one thing that I'm learning through this journey called life is what benefit or how does it serve others if we are living life, putting our best foot forward, yet our experiences can help somebody else. You know, our pain and our suffering can help someone have a shorter journey um, during their own pain and during their own hurting seasons. So my question to you is, mm-hmm. yes, you're going through um, this difficult time. Have you set intentions? Have you set intentions to tell yourself, yes, I may be going through this, but I think it's time to let people know that even if you have this terminal disease or illness, you can still live life. It's, it's in the image, but then it's also just a deep-rooted thing of, like, wanting some level of normalcy in your life. Like, then uh, what it leads to is you being a fake person. That's how it looks like. Um, because when people find out, they feel like, you know, the way we want to be in a community? Yes. And most people... Uh, who are in a community, they feel wronged if some part of the community is not functioning and they didn't know about it. Sometimes it's not like they can do something, but it's like, I can pray for you. I can talk to you. I can help you with stuff. Like of lately, it's just like getting people helping me with stuff is really proof to me that there's a lot of baggage that we've been carrying that has been giving us headaches. And all that is just coming up from uh, the simple fact that um, the simple fact that I'm 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 just not feeling I'm just not feeling well, and it's okay to not feel well, and it's it's uh, it's I don't want to lie. The painful realization of just realizing that you've been doing all this, and community has always been there, ready to rally for you. There is a lot of beauty out there that I've been not experiencing because of my way of being, which is, I don't know some part of my life, I just told myself I'm alone. Mm. 
I don't know what happened. Uh, but when I told myself that it has made everything in my life hectic. Why hectic? Because now you're walking a journey which you're not supposed to walk alone, but you're walking it, you're walking that whole journey alone. So it means you have fights with your family, you have fights with the people you're dating, you have fights with your friends, because in that particular period, they do not understand the amount of hurt and pain you're feeling inside because you can't express it. So one of the things that you end up creating for yourself is a poker face. So my question to you at this point is, okay, fine, you create this poker face. Are you seeking a third mm-hmm. party to, to express yourself? So let's say a therapist, a counselor, um, are you seeking that help? Um, yes, you do. So I, I do, I did therapy. Um, it worked. Yeah, like I've gone to therapy, it really works. But then, you know, a therapist is not there when it's midnight and you feel like crying because you're in pain. Uh, is not there when you're looking at your impressor balance and you have a bill for 50000 that you need to settle. Uh, is not there when a client wants you to deliver work and you can't because you're in pain. I hear you. And, and yes, the therapist works on your mental being, but there's the emotional being that is affected and dented every day, which reaches a point where, because I feel like for me, the therapy that worked was like, when I was in a relationship and I was dealing with myself and uh, the trust issues that were in the relationship. And then after therapy, you get clarity and you go talk to your person about it, right? And when you have triggers, your person get, oh, this is a trigger, let's deal with it. And so for my sickness, I've never been open with anyone. Like the people around me, um, it's only recently that people just started to understand what extent it is. You mentioned that in Zimbabwe, you used to go to church for prayers every time at 6 p.m. How is your faith helping you during this yeah, point in your life? I, it's not. I feel like, uh, I okay, it does. Right now is when I'm rekindling it and actually helping me have hope. Uh, but it's, it's it's been a fight, right? Because one of the key things is, my mother was a very prayerful person mm-hmm. and she still lost the battle to cancer, right? So some days I wake up in the morning and I'm just like, I can do this. We're going to beat this. We're going to be ahead of this curveball, mm. right? And some days I'm sitting, I'm like, I can't do this. I'm heading nowhere. And then some other days, I'm just like, hmm, I don't know where I am. I don't know who I am. And I need the blood of Jesus, so to speak. But because I don't know, like the whole barrier that I have with allowing people in, it's just also very simple, translated into spirituality, religion, and even any external help. Because all I'll be thinking is like, hey, this has never worked uh, for me. I'm still here. I'm still sick. And I think I've also just been bitter. Like, why me? And why learn a week before my mom passes away? 
why is this happening to me right and it's just like there's been a barrier of uh between me and religion because any person who is not me uh can't understand my pain hmm. like really that's what it has been in a nutshell you know at this point i i, I don't know the extent or the opportunities that are there for people who are battling cancer but are there support groups that you can plug in um, for people who understand what you're going through because they themselves are going through it have you sought out a support group yes so i've sought out like two support groups um it's really good but there's a part where it doesn't work right because in most support groups cancer is killing people in Africa, more numbers than we can even imagine, right? It's just that sometimes it's undetected. Sometimes people don't want to talk about their journey, right? Mm -hmm. Which is one key thing I've seen in these support groups. But then sometimes it can also make you extremely sad. And this is how it makes you extremely sad. It makes you extremely sad because um, because every day you are every day you every day there's someone who passes away right yeah so yeah so and so had throat cancer and they passed away so and so just found out they had cancer two weeks ago and they're dead and then you're like it's been five years give or take and here i am am i really going to make it that becomes like the hardest thing to deal with ever. So what intention are you setting and out for yourself? Knowing that it's hard, yes. Knowing that it's um, a difficult um, situation that you're in. What intention are you setting out for yourself so that you can face each day with courage? So... I've sort of like have people in my life right now, which is different from uh, from before. Uh, like starting last year, September, I started intentionally enrolling the people in my life. Uh, just like, hey guys, this is where I am. I need support. And I've seen a significant shift uh, in in the mental stress. Because right now I can say in my phone book, I have seven or eight people I can quickly pick up my phone and talk to, mm. right? And then they also understand. And also just being really open with where I was with my journey with regards to friendships and to my relationship with God, therapy, uh, even romantic relationships. And uh, and also just expressing, it's, it's just about like, having a place so what i've created or what i'm working on creating is um creating a space where i can communicate okay and feel like i'm being my authentic self because some of the places because of the past and also just letting go of some of the spaces like realizing this person was amazing but i don't feel like i have the energy to deal with it Mm -hmm. right now uh which is simply like sometimes for you have to 
undo like three or two years worth of a relationship to create a new one that is now this person gets to understand what was happening with you for the last two or three years but then i just like intentionally i started gravitating towards people or spaces that people be like hey let's deal with this first and then we deal with the rest later or we deal with the rest as it comes or as it pops up as it shows up i've just like had friends both male females i've even had strangers who literally believe in me more than anyone else i've had like two or three people i just met last year some i even haven't met like you just talk online and the relationship that i've created with them just like gives me the one thing that i was starting to lose uh hope because mm. i was just reaching a point of like i was supposed to do this surgery in 2019 uh, in 2020 covid happened 2021 oh you can't do it this year this year i actually have a specific debt and all i'm just and i'm talking to my friends like guys i don't have the money that is needed for this and i don't know what to do and then guys are just rallying up and just like let's create a possibility right now like the same urgency that i've gotten from my uh, advisors and my shareholders and directors in business i'm starting to get it from my friends just like hey let's sit down let's map this out hmm. okay let's do it what can we do today what do we need to do tomorrow and what do we do the day after tomorrow and i don't want to lie it's been beautiful to hmm. say that at least like I still have my challenges uh we still have relationship challenges like I hope it's work in progress and also I've just started to get in touch with my spirituality and the religious side uh which is meditation reading the bible attending church services online uh and just passing myself and just realizing the ultimate goal I want is how can I tap into God's love not because I'm sick um I'm really conscious about that but because i genuinely 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 want to do this for the long term mm, that is true i just want to write on what you just said god's love god's love is readily available every single day and just know that he loves you immensely even if sometimes you know we can doubt god's love his love is right there his love is ready for us and we just need to open up ourselves and receive it So I'm going to switch the conversation by asking um random questions. And the first one is what have you learned about life from children? Shameless audacity. I like that. Yeah, like you know a kid can fall in front of you if you can if you don't rush to them, they'll stand up cry and still continue to and they don't even know how to walk then they still continue coming to you. um kids are actually bullies right and i've realized they shamelessly bully you they can make you switch off the tv they can make you switch on the tv they can even make you wake up at night right uh things we don't allow adults and they keep asking a gazillion questions hmm. and you, you know the beauty about it you still have to answer Yes. Kids don't make them don't make up their mind for you. And this is my biggest issue in my life. Like you see the way I say I can't allow people to be there for me. This is making a decision for them. Kids don't. 
if you walk into a room of your sister's kid, they don't, it doesn't matter whether they're the mom or not. There's just a human being there. I need food. They just cry, cry out until you sort out their issue. So it's the audacity to like, I'm going to bully you um, to do what I want when I want it and to drop everything you're doing for me. And if you say no, I move to the next person. Or I keep on asking until you say yes. Now imagine us as adults, right? If I call you and say, um, can you send me a thousand, Bob? Uh, and you say, no, that's it. Right. I move on. I go with my problems and stuff. I don't even explain why I need a thousand bob yeah. or anything. A kid, if a kid asks you for a thousand bob, it's going to be a story. I was talking to a former boss of mine just right now who has been battling cancer. And she just said to me that she's really annoyed because now she wants to get back to work. She's like, can you help me just like have a conversation? Because with chemotherapy, I've forgotten a lot of things. Just like have a conversation. I start seeing what I I can do and what we're planning to do back in the day before I got sick. I'm like, cool, that works. And she then also said, and this is funny, she's like, my kid asked me, it's been two months of you not being well. How can you not have 400, Bob? Like, surely, what are you working for? And I'm just like, it's really, it's painful, but there's a shameless, a shamelessness to it. Like, like I don't really care, man. This is my problem. And we normally, fun enough, that's why we can do everything for kids. Hmm. Because they speak what they think, they do what they think, and you just know. If you don't create an alternative solution, you're going to have to deal with it either way. Yes, nice. And where do you see Africa in the next five to 10 years? I see ourselves working towards our own self-actualization and using the things that we've created. So I want to bring an end to our conversation and appreciate you for coming onto the show. Is there anything else that you'd want to share with a listener to encourage them, to uplift them? I would say look at a tree during all the four seasons. That's autumn, winter, summer, and uh, the rainy season, right? It goes through all those motions, but at the end of that one year, which makes up a season, it just grows one annual ring, which explains what it went through. And that annual ring makes it stronger, bigger, and be able to provide and make new uh new not only new not only new branches but also just like new fruits for the body to feel which is like now us human beings benefit from that so just realizing that there's a season for everything there's a season you're going to be down there's a season you have to win off all your bad habits there's a season where you have to suffer there's a season where you're going to cry there's a season you're going to do a b c d and in all those seasons, it's only you who is going to be the person growing. And you need the different types of uh, survival tactics. Create a new bark, uh, create shed off your leaves like in autumn, flower. Um, in the dry season, 
please stop losing uh, your flower the things that you hold dear to your flowers and your leaves are not that important you can drop them to the ground and still be able to grow thank you so much thank you so dear listeners i hope you have been encouraged by this conversation and until the next episode take care of yourselves Thank mm-hmm. you.